You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, and today we're talking about the silent epidemic that could be wrecking your health and your weight. Do you have any guesses to what it could be? Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa. And as always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. To create a lasting foundation built on the love of Jesus and the faith and hope that only can be found in Him, and from there, build your health. Today, we're uncovering a topic that isn't talked about often— And that is the silent epidemic that seems to be raging war against our health. And it could be ruining your health. Well, at least for 28% of the population and possibly more. Do you have any guesses as to what we're going to be talking about today? Okay, I'm going to keep you guessing for a few minutes while I give you a quick update. Last week, I told you this episode was going to be an interview with none other than Carlos Whitaker on his latest book, To Kill the Spider. Which, by the way, is one of the best books I've read this year. However, this episode is going to come out in a few weeks due to some of my scheduling errors. Whoops. So stick around for that. However, in the meantime, we're going to go back to my own health issues and a topic that has been on the top of my list in research the last year. That is mold. Yes, mold, the silent epidemic that is crippling an estimated 28% of the population and affecting the rest on some level as well. In fact, some research is showcasing this is a big trigger in many of our lives, triggering all kinds of disease processes, which we're going to get to in the podcast. So today, I'm going to break down what mold is and how it's harming our body. And the next week's episode, it's going to be part two on how to heal from mold and what you can do every single day to heal from mold or to prevent it from becoming an issue for you. So you're going to want to stick around for part two because that's more of the nitty gritty and what you should be doing to heal your body from mold. In this episode, we're really just going to lay the foundation because mold is not something that we can see. It's often not something that we can smell. Sometimes we can. But for the majority of mold spores, they're just in the air. They're microscopic. We can't see them. And yet they're so prevalent. So we're going to dig into that. So today we're just going to break down what mold is and how it's harming your body. But before I begin, we have some exciting shows coming up, including my healthy holiday gift-giving show, this podcast again this year, and have some amazing companies to feature. However, I still have a few spots left and want to know, what health products are you loving and what should I add to my wish list this year? Shoot me an email at alexa at simplerootswellness.com and let me know. Who knows? Maybe they'll be featured in that show. Also, while you're doing that, would you take one minute to rate and review my podcast? This is the lifeblood of the show. It's what makes it happen and allows other people to learn about Simple Roots Radio and join in on making realistic changes that last. Like I said, leaving a rating or review literally takes a minute. You only have to do it once, and it means the world to me. I read everyone and feel so blessed to be doing this journey with you. To leave a rating or review, you can find Simple Roots Radio over on iTunes or just head to the link simplerootswellness.com review and leave your honest feedback. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, what you've been waiting for, the scoop on mold. First, I have to tell you, I'd be lying if I told you that this wasn't a scary podcast. Trust me, the more research I did, the more I felt like it was a trap that could never be escaped. So before we dig into this topic, I want you to know a couple of things. First, I am presenting this just as information and as a means of prevention. Second, mold doesn't affect everyone the same way. Yes, you may be one that the crazy, awful effects of mold consume your life, or you could be the majority of the population where mold really doesn't have an effect on you. However, this is not a means to become ridden with anxiety. This is strictly information and a plan for all of us to decrease the burdens on our body because at the end of the day, this is what we all need to just lessen the stress load. So whether you think you suffer from mold or not, it's a great episode just to be aware, to prevent what could be in the future, to help other loved ones who could be inflicted by mold, and really at the end of the day, just to learn what your body really needs to thrive. So stay tuned as we uncover all that in this episode and next week's episode. But again, this is my fair warning to the scary and overwhelming topic that mold is. Like I said, mold has been classified of the triggers of all triggers. What do I mean by triggers? Triggers are those substances, those bacteria, viruses, those mycotoxins, those biotoxins, and other things that we're inflicted with and our body has to fight off on a daily basis. Triggers can range anywhere from biotoxins like mold and bacteria and viruses, all the way from the other end of just emotional stress, life baggage, overwhelming schedules. There's a whole end of the spectrum that really is just triggering negative or survival response in the body, which come off oftentimes, especially long-term in negative ways. So a trigger in this case is just anything that triggers another range or another host of disease. It opens the door for more things to happen. So while mold isn't necessarily the cause of something like multiple sclerosis or cancer, it is definitely a trigger opening the door to allow your body to take a negative twist in events. So mold, like I said, has been classified of the triggers of all triggers. Basically, it is setting your body up. It is priming it for a host of negative things to happen. So if mold is the trigger of all triggers, then we need to learn how to eliminate or at least limit mold and the threshold of which we can sustain in our body. The problem with mold is there's really no escaping it. Toxic mold, on the other hand, is something we all need to avoid as this can be deadly and quickly at that. But mold in general is everywhere. And there are tons of different types of mold creating different reactions. There really is no escaping it. They've estimated anywhere between 100,000 and 400,000 different species of mold, of fungus, that they found. And in fact, we live in a house. Most of our homes are filled with at least 1,000 different varieties. Mold is found on nearly everything we purchase. Even new things like furniture, a new couch new carpet, and new clothing. Of course, mold is always going to be found in our cars and our homes, and it's naturally in the air outside. However, mold is becoming a newer component of the health crisis. In fact, it's only been studied in depth since about the 1980s. So why? Why is mold becoming a part of this health crisis? Like, why has mold not been around forever? It has been. It's just taken off in astronomical proportions, and many believe this is due to the recent advancements of fungicides 
You know that they spray in the fields and they spray in products. In fact, they put it in paints to prevent fungus from growing on walls. And just like antibiotics are sort of causing this massive antibiotic-resistant disease like MRSA, it's happening in the same way with fungus. So now we have mold resistance. And maybe before we get into the health crisis of mold, let's just take a dive into what mold actually is. Because like I said, there's hundreds of thousands of different kinds of mold. Some is not harmful at all. In fact, some mold can actually be really beneficial. On the other hand, some can be deadly. So we kind of have to know what fungus is, what mold is. Mold is a type of fungus which reproduces rapidly and it reproduces by creating these spores that are released into the air. Just like plants reproduce by spreading seeds, the airborne spores, which are invisible to the naked eye, is the major reason why mold is such a problem. These spores that are floating around in our air and sticking to other things, growing more and more mold, can survive in a lot of different environments. Like, it's really hardy. They can survive in dryness as well as where you would typically find it in a moist, nutrient-rich environment. Honestly, mold can be found almost anywhere and grow on virtually any substance, provided moisture and oxygen are present at least even in the air. How mold works is that it digests and uses as fuel whatever components it comes in contact with. So if it's on your floorboards, it's gonna be more easily spread because there tends to be a lot of particles. So mold can eat dust, um, it can eat carpet fragments, of course, food. I mean, everything. Mold can digest and thrive on that. Of course, it likes sugary things, especially why we see mold taking off in our bodies because carbohydrates, right? So mold really can divide really quickly and these spores then float around in the air attaching to other compounds like curtains and our clothes and we're carrying them on our shoes and they're they're just being spread all around and again most are invisible to the naked eye while however you can see big patches of mold growing in some spaces the visible mold is when we know we really have a problem for for instance in my case we had a house inspector come out knowing that i have an allergy to mold and One, there was no toxic mold in our house, nor any signs of visible mold in our house, and yet I was still suffering. So just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's there, and that's why they're calling this the invisible health epidemic. But going back to mold, like I said, there are between 100,000 and 400,000 different types of fungus, and scientists have, again, identified more than 1,000 different types just growing inside our homes. There are three main types of mold that are problematic. One is called allergenic molds. These don't produce life-threatening effects and are most problematic if you are allergic or asthmatic. This is where I fell into. I have, we have mold in our house, naturally occurring. It's the same as outside. It was not toxic um, in any cases and the levels inside our home were actually not even elevated. And yet I'm still reacting to that. So I have a very high sensitivity to these allergenic molds, even at below normal levels. The another type of mold is pathogenic molds. These produce some sort of infection, which is particular concern if your immune system is suppressed. So we have pathogenic molds that really can create an infection inside the body. Again, we see this more with um, people who have suppressed immune systems, which we'll find out that a lot of molds and just having bad detox pathways can suppress anyone's immune system. And the third type is the most dangerous and the type that we probably all want to avoid, and that's toxigenic molds or toxic molds. These are extremely dangerous and produce mycotoxins, which have serious health effects on almost 
every single person. Nearly everyone who comes in contact with toxic mold at some point or another will have some sort of symptom from mild to severe and even death. Toxic mold is not something that you want to play around with. And I've read stories about people moving into new houses and suddenly their family just starts getting sick one right after another. This is really where we want to start looking into toxic mold. When we see a grouping of people living in the same place who are becoming really, really ill, oftentimes that's not just virus or bacteria, there's something deeper, a bigger trigger like mold. So that's basically the the baseline and the very simplified version of what mold is, right? Like I said, you could get into a million different varieties of mold because it's just everywhere. And we could talk about all the different ones and what they're doing inside the body. But really in this type, and because I'd like to simplify things, we're just going to talk in general about what happens to mold in the body because ultimately we want to try to prevent it at all costs and in all different kinds of mold. So mold, like I said, there are some molds that are really not causing harm in our body, but then there's a whole host of other molds that really are. And if you're 28% of the population who has a genetic defect preventing you from properly metabolizing and detoxifying mold, this is going to become an issue for you. I am one of the 28% of the population. Basically, one in four people are going to have a reaction to mold, whether it's allergenic or toxic. Um, Even at normal to low concentrations in the air, you can have an effect. So what happens when someone gets sick from mold? Mold is generally labeled as mold illness, right? Surprise, surprise, nothing scientific about that. However, this idea of mold illness is changing significantly from this unknown culprit and pathway to what people believe cause illness to now what they know more about the comprehensive pathways that mold spores take in making us sick And now it's become known as a multifaceted syndrome known as chronic inflammatory response syndrome, which is a lot of words basically summing up that mold sores create a lot of excess inflammation. It makes our immune system run in overdrive. And this overdrive then, right, we know from autoimmunity is that autoimmunity is not a lack of immune functioning. It's actually an overridden immune system. It's an immune system running on overdrive. It's running a million miles an hour. And this is what causes autoimmunity to start taking over because those attacking cells will then lose its focus, kind of get jumbled. And we're going to get more into this and start attacking your own body mold inside the body is really creating this disease known as chronic inflammatory response syndrome. It's exactly what it says. It's chronic inflammation. And we know that chronic inflammation is the root of all disease. It's basically wrecking havoc on our immune system and letting all these other things just fly out of whack. How does this happen? Being exposed to mold in the short term initially is not going to have much of a reaction. There's two ways that mold really takes off and causes this chronic inflammatory response syndrome. One is that we have to have sufficient exposure to biotoxins. And we're now going to put mold into the category of biotoxins to understand what it's doing in the body. Biotoxin is essentially any harmful compound produced by a living organisms. So there's like mycotoxins, which are specifically caused by fungus. There's zootoxins that are made by animals and phytotoxins that are made by plants. You've probably heard of all of them at some point or another, but they're all fall into the category of biotoxins and they're all really doing the same thing inside the body. So we have to have sufficient exposure to these biotoxins 
And the second thing that we have to have to see this chronic inflammatory response syndrome happen is a priming inflammatory event. That means something has happened that has triggered the immune system. Maybe it's just a respiratory illness, or maybe you got contracted Lyme's disease. Usually this priming inflammatory event was some kind of viral infection, a bacterial infection. It doesn't even have to be chronically severe, but just an infection that has now basically ignited the immune system. And then when your body's already overridden with all these biotoxins, it's the perfect storm for this mold illness or the chronic inflammatory response syndrome. For me personally, this is exactly what happened. I did not know I had mold sensitivity. Mold, I didn't even react to it. The problem was I got sick. I got a respiratory illness. I had Epstein-Barr virus come back out in mono. I got sick. And from that sickness, I was probably overridden with a lot of different stressors on my body, including biotoxins, which then created this chronic inflammatory response happening inside my body. So you can see that it's like a multi-system, multi-symptom disease. Like there's so many functions coming into play with mold. And really the cool thing about it, I don't know if I should use the word cool here um, because there's really nothing cool about mold. But the interesting thing about the healing process, which you're gonna get to next week, is it's really pretty basic for all disease processes for all things that are wrecking havoc and stressing our body. So we're gonna get there, but no, there's two levels of it, which really we can see in almost every disease. There's the sufficient exposure to biotoxins and the priming event that creates the cascade of your immune system flying off the hook. So when we look specifically at sufficient exposure to biotoxins, really this just comes into play as being classified as toxic burden. Toxic burden is determined by two factors the level of toxic chemicals and microorganisms that we're exposed to, and the function of our detoxification system. If you know me, I talk often about the detoxification system and probably not enough. I don't think I've actually ever been able to express the importance of our detoxification system because we often think like cleanse and detox is just another fad or another thing that people do to lose quick amount of weight. But the reality is, is our body detoxifies daily, every second of every day, day and night, our body is working to get rid of bad things that are harming our body. I mean, we're constantly exposed to these things. And the the scary thing is, is when our detoxification system, it it starts to wear out. And I don't want to say wear out. Maybe we're not providing enough nutrients for it. We're not providing enough rest for it to actually catch back up. We're not sleeping enough. We have excess amounts of stress, both emotionally and physically, and biologically that are happening inside our body, all of these are having an effect on our detoxification system. I don't think as a society, we look highly enough of these detox pathways and we don't support them enough, which you're gonna find out next week. This is the bottom line in healing from mold and preventing mold diseases or this chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Are you getting annoyed that I keep saying that over and over? But that's really what it is. It boils down to, can we get rid of the toxic burden? Can we lessen the load that's happening on our bodies on a daily basis and really let our bodies heal so that one, if you haven't ever experienced a chronic disease, you can prevent it. And on the other hand, can we see people living in a chronic disease get better, which is pretty cool. Basically, if our exposures to toxins is high, our detoxification system becomes compromised. Like I said, we can all handle 
quite a bit of stress and quite a bit of chemicals and heavy metals and biotoxins on our body. And our body just has an innate ability to take care of it. Kids are especially good at this. Um, Often why they get stomach flu more than adult is maybe because they're actually just getting rid of it before it enters their bloodstream. However, the more stress that we put on it, the more sluggish it's going to get. So we really have to foster the right environment for our detoxification systems to work. So the chemicals that are causing this toxic burden are things like heavy metals. There are other things like chemicals, and we're exposed to so many chemicals on a daily basis. I did this in um, How to Get Rid of Acne, and just talking about the skincare products and just the products a woman puts on her body on a daily basis, it's astronomical. And then, of course, you have the biotoxins. And this ultimately is the catalyst in which creates the chronic inflammatory response syndrome. So my question is, if roughly one in four people will have a negative health response when surrounded by too many biotoxins, how common are biotoxins? And the answer, unfortunately, is extremely common. In fact, according to a report on building inspections issued by the Federal Facilities Council, 43% of buildings they examined had current water damage and 85% had past water damage. This means we're going to say roughly 50 to 80% of the buildings in your city, the buildings that you walk into, have had mold exposure because mold can grow in as little as 24 to 48 hours. Yes, the reality is that biotoxins are everywhere. They're in buildings, they're in our homes, they're naturally found in the air, especially if you live in a place like Iowa where uh, we grow naturally occurring moldy crops like corn. It's in our food system, it's in the products we use, it's in the clothes we buy, it's in the house products we buy. Fungus and fungicides can really be found everywhere. Like you are not going to probably ever live in an environment free of that. And that's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm stressing. And this is where it can get scary of like, throw up your hands, think there's nothing we can do. Like we're all doomed. But the reality is we're not. Like just being aware of this is the primary base for now can we prevent it? Now can we take care of it? Now can we see the need to foster the environment for our body to detoxify? That is what's cool about this. It's like, okay, now we know what we're dealing with. Let's deal with it. And that's where we're going to get to next week. But before we get there, I want to clarify what exactly happens when mold hits the body. Because you're thinking, okay, my detoxification system's not working. Um, You're making it seem like this is really a bad thing. So let's talk about why this is so negative. Mold, like any other toxin in the body, is going to interact with your immune system. Like essentially, once mold comes in, whether we breathe it in, we eat it in, we drink it in, our skin absorbs it, where however we're getting mold in the body, it's initially going to hit our immune system. And your body is automatically going to recognize it as a harmful substance and send the immune system out to destroy it and then to package it back up and take it to our detox pathways to get rid of. The problem is, is that again, when we're exposed to these heightened levels of mold and other biotoxins, we have this toxic burden on our body. The cleansing systems, our detox pathways are fighting a losing battle. And this allows more and more of that fungus and that mold and those myotoxins to accumulate at a faster rate than our body can clean them out of the body. Of course, then once you have this overridden system of mold just overtaking your body and the detox pathways not being able to keep up, you enter a whole host of other things. 
So there are a lot of ways that mold wrecks havoc on our body. I'm going to dive into specifically four of them. One is that mold creates dehydration in our body. So why does it do this? Because mold needs nutrients and moisture to thrive. So once we start accumulating more mold than our body can get rid of, or more of these mycotoxins or biotoxins than our body can get rid of, well, those things have to live too. So they start just sucking the moisture out of your body. They start sucking the nutrients out of your body. So not only are you dehydrated, you're now malnourished as well. And it starts using them as food and fuel to continue to grow. So one of the symptoms of just excess mold in the body or maybe starting mold illness or something like that is excessive thirst. Like you're just constantly thirsty and dehydrated. So again, way number one is it's causing dehydration. Number two is that mycotoxins create nerve damage. These are the weapons of war, right? We know this, that mycotoxins, fungus, mold, these are the things that could really damage mass amounts of people really, really quickly. Mycotoxins create nerve damage. Um, In a lot of cases, they can just kind of eat away at your myelin sheath. They can create brain damage, um, interference. There's a lot of things happening um, that mycotoxins cause. It can interfere with your DNA replication, which then, again, causes more issues, more neurological issues, as well as cancers and other things like that. So again, way number one is dehydration. Way number two is mycotoxins create nerve damage. Way number three is that mycotoxins interfere with the body's ability to receive leptin. Leptin is our body's way of regulating fat storage and fat burning. And as long as leptin's pumped out, it prevents, basically blocks the receptors inside your brain. Um, So leptin can no longer respond. So your body just keeps pumping it out and pumping it out. And once leptin reaches abnormally high levels, it's going to signal to your body to store all the fat, to turn on all this fat storage. So you start building fat very, very quickly. And it's also going to prevent beta oxidation, which is known as fat burning. So it's blocking the area where leptin hits the brain. So your body no longer responds that there's enough leptin. So it just keeps pumping it out. And some science believes one of the reasons for this is that mycotoxins are actually stored in fat cells. So once our body can't detoxify fast enough and we have all this stuff filling up inside our body, it starts pushing it into fat cells. And so we have to have enough fat cells to support the amount of toxins inside our bloodstream and inside our body. So leptin's job is to signal to the body to start storing fat, that it doesn't have enough, um, and it will prevent fat storage. This is, again, another symptom of mold exposure is unexplained quick weight gain. Um, In a few cases... There's documented weight loss, but almost everyone is going to experience the unexplained weight gain, even when you're doing everything right. Hello, that was me, um, 20 pounds in just a month. It was insane how that can happen. And next week, I'm going to talk more specifically about why this happens and give you more examples about that. And the fourth thing is that it causes our innate immune response, which is just our nonspecific defense mechanisms to get thrown out of whack. So basically this is where the chronic inflammation comes into play is that it throws off our immune response. It doesn't know why it needs to be there, but it just keeps sending it out. And so now we just have this kind of clog of inflammation happening all over our body in different areas with unexplained reason. So those are the four ways that mold wrecks have on your body. I'm gonna repeat that one more time. Dehydration and malnutrition, mycotoxins creating nerve damage, creates excessive fat stores, 
and it messes with our immune response, creating excessive amounts of chronic inflammation. One doctor who is the mold expert, Dr. Shoemaker, has said that mold is the disease of fatigue, pain, mood swings, and excessive fat. (sighs) Not what any of us want. And to go back to my story, these were things that I was dealing with. I was basically having rheumatoid arthritis or arthritic-like symptoms that I shouldn't have been having. I mean, back pain that I could barely stand up in the mornings. I was having mood swings, anxiety, and depression like I've never experienced before. I was chronically fatigued. I was weak. I was barely able to function. And I gained 20 pounds within a month or two. I mean, it was all of those things coming together. And every day looked a little bit different. And that's what's so interesting and fascinating about mold illness is that it doesn't necessarily just come out in one symptom or a handful of symptoms. There's a lot of symptoms going on. In fact, some experts want to believe that if you have mold illness, you can have anywhere from like 20 different symptoms happening like joint pain, cognitive problems, neurological problems like tingling in your arms, vision problems, fibromyalgia, depression, unexplained weight gain, night sweats, excessive thirst, fatigue, weakness, memory problems, difficulty with concentration, disorientation and confusion, headaches, vertigo, lightheadedness, muscle aches, cramping, joint pains, hypersensitivity to bright lights. I totally have this. One of the reasons that I really started understanding was something was wrong with me is the salon that I go to, the hairdresser I use, love her to death. But she said, is something wrong with your eyes? Do you need to get your vision checked? Because every time you come in here, you're squinting. And I had no idea I was squinting, but I did have hypersensitivity to bright lights. I went and got my vision checked. It was fine, but I have hypersensitivity to bright lights sometimes blurred vision, you can have excessive tearing, cough, asthma, asthma is so big with this, shortness of breath, chronic sinus congestion, which I'm going to give you a stat below on that, Um, excessive hunger, cravings for carbohydrates, abdominal problems, um, nausea, diarrhea, and this one's really interesting, is a propensity to experience static shock. So like if you're getting shocked all the time, that can just be a a sign of mold because of the frequency of mold, um, which causes that static shock. Interesting, I know, and crazy. But like I said, mold is not just a one symptom thing or mold illness does not just have one symptom. Usually it's, you know, mold, mold illness or this chronic inflammatory response syndrome is classified as a multi-system, multi-symptom disease. So it's not just targeted at one organ. It's not just targeted at one symptom. There's multiple things happening on multiple different levels. And that's where misdiagnosis comes in. Because you could walk into a clinic and your symptoms appear to be this. However, all this other stuff is just kind of explained. It must go along with this. So we, we really have misdiagnosis and we're missing it when really this big trigger could be a root cause. Like it was the root cause and me not officially getting better. So I've really had to deal with my mold exposure um, and change my lifestyle and change what I eat, um, change some of the things that we have happening in our house so that I could finally get better. Because once you enter into this mold sensitivity, once you enter into this other phase where your body just becomes stressed and overwhelmed and your detoxification pathways kind of get suppressed, you're always going to be more sensitive to it, which is unfortunate. It won't always cause and create the symptoms like you have, but it will make you more sensitive 
I believe long-term or you just become more aware of it. Like now I can smell mold. Now I can tell when like something just doesn't feel right or something in my diet is off. I'm, I'm more aware of it. And I think it comes from both. I'm more sensitive to it, um, but I'm also more aware because I really want to heal. So one last thing before we end this podcast, because again, next week you're going to want to come back. Now that we have the foundation built for what mold is and what it's doing inside our body, now we can see the need to prevent this and the need to heal it. And like I said, this really is the foundation for all disease processes, what we're going to talk about next week and how we can heal so many things at once and just one easy thing. But I don't want to say one easy thing. I mean, it's not easy, but it's not as complex and overwhelming. There is hope. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But there's some, there's interesting research coming out of Mayo Clinic about chronic sinus infections. And tis the season for chronic sinus infections, at least in, in eastern Iowa. But research done, it was in the 1990s, and there's more research coming out about this, but they found that nearly every case of chronic sinusitis, which is inflamed membranes of your nose and sinus cavities, basically sinus infections, is caused by fungus. However, we blinked it on bacteria. And according to experts today, 37 million people in the U.S. suffer from chronic sinusitis, and its incident has been increasing over the past decade. Yet we prescribe antibiotics, which really won't help chronic sinus infections simply because the majority of the time they're caused by fungus and not bacteria. So we're prescribing the wrong thing. So if you have chronic sinus problems, more than likely you could start looking at the cases of fungus. Candida is a fungus. Um, it's, It's fungal overgrowth in the body. Other kinds of molds that you encounter and come back next week to learn how we can take care of this once and for all. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna leave you with. I'm glad I broke this into two podcasts because I originally wasn't, but I think it's a lot to soak in and take in. Again, I don't tell you this information to scare you or to put anxiety in you or worry in you. This is just to open your eyes and say, okay, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're exposed to. Now let's figure out ways to prevent it and really just to live this in your everyday life. And so next week, we're really going to break that down clearly because I'm all about living a realistic lifestyle that works for you while promoting health in the meantime. And so that's what we're gonna do next week. So I don't want you to leave here overwhelmed, but I do want you to leave here informed um, because again, it's kind of a silent epidemic that few are talking about, fewer physicians know about, um, or at least diagnosed with, and yet something that we can see huge, huge improvements and so many different symptoms all at once. Again, it's the root cause of so many diseases. So come back next week. Don't forget to head on over to the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 058 to get more information about this, as well as the stuff I talked about in the show notes. Also, make sure you sign up for my email list there by entering your name and email address, and you'll stay up to date on some freebies that I have coming out, as well as some other information, and follow along in my own healing journey on how I'm dealing with this firsthand and how I am healing my body and simple, easy ways that you can do too. So head on over to simplerootswellness.com to sign up and to get all the information on today's show. Also, don't forget to email me if you have any of your favorite holiday health products or just your favorite products that I could add to my holiday health guide that we'll be doing on a show coming up. It's right around the corner. I can't believe it's the end of October already. So stick around for that. Send me your product ideas. Don't forget to subscribe to the blog and please leave a rating or review if you have one minute. I would love it. I will read it and cherish it. I appreciate you being here. I can't wait for you to come back next week. Get all the help on healing mold. Have a good one.